Crisis quitting. This is a common theme I witnessed when I was in treatment in Alcoholics Anonymous. There have been a few, but not many, that have consulted with me that were interested in crisis quitting. But because of the nature of my work and my approach, it's not usually a good fit, and we figure that out quickly. Hi, my name is Teresa Rodden. I'm an author and a coach and working on becoming a podcaster. Don't laugh or do. It's not easy doing something new, but it's worth trying when you're passionate about the end game. And for me, that's serving you by providing a safe and comfortable space to explore your concerns and the possibilities. So let's get to it. What is crisis quitting? Let me paint a scenario or two. You had a family gathering, you recognize that you've been drinking more than you want to, and there's been a couple of episodes that weren't pretty. So this night you promise yourself, you're not going to overdo it. You wake up and your husband is mad, your kids are mad, and you suspect your dog is even mad. How is that possible? All kidding aside, I've been there. It's painful. And the first thing you want to do is stop the pain. The most obvious solution is quit drinking. There, done. I'll promise this to everyone and we can all forget what I can't even fully remember. Can you relate? And for all the single ladies, all the single ladies, oh, I've been there too. You're going out on the town and end up drinking a few too many. Maybe ending up in a place where you should have remembered getting to and at least the part about your clothes coming off. But hey, here you are. Oh, and a flash of stripping naked while in the car? Crap. I've been there too. It's natural to sober up, let's put a pin in that word sober, and make a decision out of panic and fear. I'm done. I'm not drinking anymore. It makes a lot of sense. The problem is, with time and space, we lose connection to the pain. We start rationalizing and reasoning. It was just that one time. I drank tequila. I know I should never drink tequila. My stomach was empty. It was a full moon. And then, with time and space, we relapse. Put a pin in that word too. Relapse. This is what crisis quitting is and why it fails. Because there is no incentive or motivation to want to live abstinent. Only fear and pain that prompted the decision to quit. It's important for us to discuss the pins. Pin one, sober. When I use the word sober, I do not mean abstinent. There is a huge difference between the two. Abstinence is when you swear off alcohol and shouldn't drink and can't drink. Sober is when you're not drunk by substance or even emotion. Have you ever heard the saying, drunk with power? It's when we are overwhelmed and can't think clearly and often makes spontaneous decisions that don't take in the whole picture. I've shared in my books how even when my mom wasn't drunk with alcohol, she was drunk with fear and miserable. When you crisis quit, you may no longer be drunk with alcohol, but drunk with shame and make a decision out of panic and fear. Pin number two, relapse. I hate this term. It sets the expectation that you need to relapse, that you need to drink and drink again. But relapse how? To have a drink? Is that a relapse? 
Well, in traditional recovery speak, yes, it is. Any amount of alcohol is a relapse. Or is it to reenact that fateful, fateful event to where you act ridiculous or out of normal? Is that a relapse? That would most definitely, I think, qualify as a relapse. What if instead you took quitting alcohol out of the equation and started exploring why you lean into alcohol to begin with? I have found that this non-committal, curious, and kind approach develops self-trust and builds a strong foundation to make conscious choices when it comes to alcohol. Changing how you think about drinking and the way you've always drank takes time, intention, and practice. When I quit drinking over 20 years ago, and it wasn't crisis quit, the day I decided to quit was not any worse than many of the days and nights before. I could have crisis quit after the first time my boyfriend beat the hell out of me, after I had been raped, after I had been taken to detox, but it simply took someone to talk with me about alcohol, not shaming and not shooting. They didn't tell me I should quit drinking, but helped me see how it was impacting my life. A constant question that still plays in my head after all these years is I wonder who else I can be when I'm on purpose. What else can I do with intention? And I wonder what's next because we don't have it all figured out no matter how much we try. Life happens. I invite you to explore what being wholly sober could be for you. Addressing your wholeness, not just the drinking. Drinking is a response, a shortcut, a symptom. Get to the underpinning of what drives the decision to drink. And I would argue more importantly, why on earth would you want to live with a clear mind to pivot and be present? To live with an open heart full of curiosity and wonder about what could be. And with defined intention to be on purpose with meaning in your life. Sounds pretty yummy, right? Well, that's it for today. That is our quick podcast. I hope it gave you some food for thought. And if there's a specific question you have, you can always go to TeresaRodden.com, go to the contact page and ask me. Tell me something you'd like to hear more about. I'm doing this for a long time. And it may not be the traditional path and it may not be what you expect to hear, but it'll always be with a lot of love and wishing you all the best. Signing off for now. 